Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Bobby, And I'm Kimberly. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns, insider marketing and copywriting tips, interviews, and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. In this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, we're going to be talking about those overused marketing phrases, why you shouldn't use them, and how you can, you know, come up with something better. But of course, before we get into that, Bobby and I always like to have a little chat uh, before we dive into our marketing and relate it back to something, uh, you know, non-marketing related. So Bobby, what is my question today? All right. We're going to talk about my favorite subject, which is food. And my... My question for you today is pretty simple. Have you ever had the same food over and over and over and over and over again? You know how you kind of go on like those binges so much to where you're just like, okay, I'm not eating that either ever again or like for a long time. Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. It reminds me of a family vacation we took. So, um, you know, this was, gosh, uh, so long ago. Let's, let's just phrase it that way. And uh, we went on a family vacation. And my family is the type of family that, uh, you know, you go on a vacation, you need a vacation from. Uh, you, you hit like a million and one museums. We're running from not sun up to sundown necessarily, but early, all day long, we're doing something, right? And so we went to Chicago. And we hit all of the big museums. We did the Field Museum and the Science and Industry and Navy Pier. And we did absolutely everything you could do in Chicago. Uh, So, you know, we took the approach of, oh, we don't want to have to go out to a restaurant and then go back to whatever museum or thing we were doing that day. So we'll just eat in the cafes, right? Well, I was a very picky eater as a child. And a lot of your typical cafe food, I wouldn't eat. So I was in Chicago and literally every meal I had was pizza. Now I- Chicago deep dish pizza? Yeah, I was going to say, come to find out the cafe pizzas were not really Chicago deep dish pizza. (laughs) I didn't have that until years later. Most of the time it was, you know, not really high quality, but it was literally the only thing on the menus I would eat. So pizza. for like six days in a pizza. row, I had pizza, pizza for pizza. every meal pizza. and my parents love to remind me about it whenever I see them, you know, oh, a vacation, we went to Chicago, there's so much to try and all you had was pizza. So for quite a while after that, I was like, oh, I'm good, no more. I mean, I enjoyed it, right? I, I was enjoying my meals while I was there. It was uh, the best option of poor options, essentially, but for like a solid week on vacation. And now, of course, when I when I travel, I make a point to try and do something local and something that I can't get at home pretty much any time I go somewhere. Awesome, awesome. Yes. So mine's not not nearly as you know exciting Aww. as pizza. Although I mean, pizza's kind of the food of the gods, right? There's you really you can put anything on a pizza. Ah, oh, it's amazing. For, yes. So so for for me, it was. As a young Marine, um, I refused to eat in the chow hall. So, I mean, I wasn't paid enough to really go out and eat real food. So ramen noodles <laughs> was my, because pretty, pretty staple. And yeah, until you really start to realize that there's better food, like just period. Ramen. I mean, it's what I could, it's what I could afford at the time, and you know, you know, got myself established, and then ultimately got out of the Marines, and you know, obviously moved on in life, and could afford like this beautiful luxury of food. Ramen noodles over and over 
and over. I mean, there were times it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so you got really kind of creative with how you would cook it or how, what, you know, what you would kind of try to throw into it to make it taste good to this day. When, you know, I've got, I've got a couple of friends who love to go out, you know, they'll, they'll go, we, you know, we get together, they like to go out. And the first thing they, they, they want to go to is like some ramen place. And apparently ramen can actually taste good. Like it's not the, the, the stuff that you buy in the grocery store for less than like 50 cents. Yep. It is, you know, it can actually really be good. And I still can't do it. Cause I'm like, it's called ramen. I've had enough of that. I will never be found at a ramen place. And so for me that it, it totally just completely ruined me from, from ramen. And, you know, one of the things that we really like about this topic is, you know, there are phrases and words that are out there in marketing that I see that just drive me bananas because they're so overused. And even to this point, outdated. Right. So I, I know that we only get one question really to get us started, but Kimberly, I have a great <laughs> deal for you. And I have a question. Would you love to hear this? <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm listening. So I want to help you up level your business because we're on fire. We're going to blow it up and really bring you from that six figures all the way to seven figures with our holistic approach <laughs> that is going to expire forever if you don't take advantage of it now because we have a one-stop shop where we hit the ground running with our greatest secret from our guru. And boy, do I have a deal for you. Wow. <laughs> Can I just say I am amazed that you managed to get all of those phrases into like two sentences. And the reason why these are considered overused phrases in marketing is because if you go back and listen to that, you'll realize Bobby actually said absolutely nothing about how she was going to help me. Nothing important. <laughs> uh, except that uh, the, the, the one benefit is uh, grow six figures into seven. That is your, that is what's going to happen, but it's more a feature. And, uh, but what does that, okay. But what does that mean? So let's, yeah, let's break, <laughs> let's break it down just a little bit. Let's start Let, from let's the break beginning it down. because I, I know I had some, I had some fun. so up level what I'm not, it, we were talking before we hit the record button and, and we're not playing a game, so we don't need to level up or up level. That was the thing, right? Up level to me always seemed strange and bizarre anyway, because I was like, you level up on a game? You don't up level? Like, what does up level mean? Are you lifting a level above your head? Uh, you know, like the ones you use for construction work? <laughs> you know, or you know, up level, am I going to like, uh, you know, get better graphics and clothes for my character? Is that up leveling? I don't even know what it means, quite honestly, because I don't play video games. But up level my business, it never really made sense to me. Yeah, or even level up, um, you know, take it to the next level. There's a lot of these where it's, it's this, it's, it's all about the level and the concept is getting somebody from point A to point B, right. Yes. And helping them to grow. But let's get a little bit more creative on how we say this, that phrase, either, whether it's up level or level up or take it to the next level is certainly one that we've seen an awful lot in marketing recently. And I, you know, I'm going to like, you know, put the gavel down because I'm totally in charge of that. I'm going to throw the hammer at this, <laughs> but that one needs to disappear. And I, I think one of the things um, I remember when learning basic copywriting uh, rules, you know, they say avoid colloquialisms. 
And the thing is, is, Mm -hmm. you know, is level up something that a non-native English speaker knows what that means? for example, or is it something that, uh, you know, as, as we were talking, right, I don't play video games. So I never quite understood exactly what that was supposed to mean because it is kind of related to like, I guess going to the next level or or making sure your character has more powers. Totally get you even farther into the video games, but that's not what this, uh, that's not what this podcast is about. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, making sure that, you know, it goes back to one of my most popular rants, right? Using the language your audience is using. And one of the, one of the other phrases you said, right, was take your six figure business all the way up to seven figures. And my first thought was, well, A, are you starting with a six-figure business? And B, are you wanting to grow all the way to a seven-figure business? Because, you know, that means a lot more expenses. It means probably needing to hire a team. It means needing to do a lot more managerial mm-hmm. stuff. You know, do you want to be growing that much? Are you wanting to, you know, grow your income but not your clients? What does that mean really? Well, and what's really interesting about that one is, so, so I mean, if we took the very literal six figures versus seven figures, this is the idea of a business that could be making $100,000 a year. That is the mm-hmm. bare minimum, bare minimum yes. figure business to $1 million. That is 10Xing somebody's business. Does anybody understand what that actually takes? Number one. The second question that I have is, so you're going to tell me that if your business is making $750,000 a year, that especially if, and even if it grew from 100,000 to 750,000, mm-hmm. that's not enough. Right. Which is, it's okay if the answer is yes. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But even the difference between that, you're still in the six figure mark. You, you are, are in the six figure mark. And you're high that- six figures. And, 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 you know, look, you're, you're still the kind of person that probably has multiple houses and you maybe have a beautiful boat that you go and take out, but that, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's no judgment. Absolutely here. nothing wrong with that. But it's but- still a six figure business at $750,000 a year in business revenue that might yes. turn into even, you know, whatever that is in your personal income. And so they're so vague of numbers. They are vague of numbers. And it also, it doesn't, for me, the big thing is that it doesn't really um, talk about the other side of the coin. It's like, you know, are you having to sell more of your time? Are you busier? Like I didn't become a a self-employed freelancer so that I could work 80 hours a week. That is not my idea of fun. Um, you know, and I, I remember talking to quite a few other copywriters who would say things like, you know, yeah, I I hit the six figure mark, but I had my biggest expense check ever. And I was like, was, you know, does effort equal return on that? And, and, you know, and that's, it's one thing, you know, everybody's different, right? Everyone is different, but the idea of six to seven figures, I was like, I I don't want to run seven figures. To me, that means having to manage like more people. And I, I don't want to have to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's see, one of the other ones that I use that is kind of, it's, it's really grating on me lately is uh, holistic. Holistic. Now, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with the idea of a complete approach to your services, you know, where we, we, we get down to the root of the issue and fix the problem, not just the symptoms. And that's really what holistic, it has been designed to, to represent. 
but it's so overused right now in marketing that we have a holistic approach to your to your problems and provide a a a to z solution yeah a to z solution and it's just it's nauseating because it's overused and so not only is it overused but i mean for a lot of people they're using it wrong they say they have a holistic approach but they literally only address one part of the problem it would kind of be like if i said that i have a holistic marketing approach and the only thing this is i mean it's not true but if the only thing i provided was the copy Mm-hmm. This is not a holistic approach to your marketing, but I can say it all I want because I get a bunch of business and, and just, <laughs> because I have a holistic approach to the words that you use. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the other phrases that you used was, um, was blow up. We're going to blow oh. up your business. And to me, I've, I, maybe it's because I really like action movies, but for me, blowing up, it means you're destroying something. <laughs> You're not improving something. You're not making it better. You're not, uh, you know, taking it to the next level. Another phrase that we're trying to get rid of, right? Blowing up means that you are ruining it. Like, why would you want to do that? I think my favorite, um, and I, 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 I will not name names because I will protect the not so innocent. But, um, you know, anytime I get a message, whether it's on LinkedIn or Facebook, or somebody reaches out to me, or Actually, the most recent one is people that are filling out the contact form on, you know, a number of the websites that, that I have that, that come to me that are just like, you know, we could really take what you've got and blow it up because next year is going to be amazing. Let's go all in. Woo! You for the next year. And I'm like, I've worked really, really hard to build my business to where it is. I am not going to have some Yahoo come in and blow it up. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of those phrases where, I mean, I, I understand what they're saying, but they're saying it in the completely wrong way. I do not want to ruin. I do not want to destroy. I want to grow. And you do not grow by blowing something up. You blow something up, you have to restart from the beginning and start a new foundation, which I've yes. already got my foundation. I don't want to have to start over. We're going to shake you to the core. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And uh, one of the other phrases that you said was, uh, and it kind of relates to holistic, is, you know, one-stop shop. We're a one-stop shop for all of your needs. And quite honestly, very few places are a one-stop shop. Um, for me, it, it, that, that phrase means jack of all trades. What's the rest of that? Master of none. Master of none. And so therefore, if you're a jack of all trades, you can be easily replaced by those that are masters of one. Exactly. Um, you know, one of the, I just connected with somebody who does the tech side of building out funnels. And I was like, oh, that's so exciting. And she's like, yeah, you know, they want copy from me. And I'm just like, uh, I do the technology. I can refer you to people who can do the copy. And it's, it's the same type of thing for me when I've connected with people and, you know, I'll tell them about different ways they can improve their strategy and how they can make what they have already in place work better for them. And then the next phrase out of their mouth is, oh, so you can do all that for us, right? And I'll say, I, I can uh, write you the copy. I can help you with strategy, but you do not want me designing your images because I'm not an artist, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So another one that 
I, I said that really is starting to grate on me. And this one's been much more of a recent thing to, to kind of just, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard for me is that guru or ninja or rock star, you know, there's a word that rhymes with guru that every time I hear it, I just replace it. It's the screw you. Mm. Fortunately, that tends to be what a lot of, I mean, if they're going to position themselves as a guru, there's one of two things that are happening. Number one, they're probably, this is, does okay, disclaimer, not everybody is like this, just in case I needed to make that disclaimer. Of course. They're probably making the money off of the course that they're selling, and that's how they now make their living for something that they used to do really well, mm-hmm. is number one. Or the other time that I've seen guru used is they've been successful exactly once. And then they want to turn around and teach you how to do the one, the thing that they did exactly once successfully. And so, but they'll charge. Oh, well, they charge. And that price range, I mean, we all kind of know what that price range is that every guru out there seems to charge for their products. And there's a, you're kind of left feeling, well, what just happened? It's, I don't even know what you're actually a guru of, how many women you're 13, at least you look it in all your pictures. So, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Age does not determine whether you are really good at what you do or not. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. But if you know, you can't sit there and tell me you've had 45 years experience doing something and you just celebrated your 25th birthday, right? You know, there's Yes. There, there's, there's a massive disconnect that comes with that guru status. I mean, when you think about the gurus of old, it's you're climbing the top of this gigantic mountain. You've just made it through 467 million steps to get to the old man or woman, because it's not gender specific, at the very top, who's going to give you the one piece of enlightenment that says, go out and be in the world. And you're like, wait a minute, I just did all of that work to get that same type of advice. And, and unfortunately it's, it's, it's sort of mapping right now to where you're like, I did all of this work to get this a piece of advice that I could have gotten from Google. Cause there was nothing else that really kind of came from me. So guru or screw and ninja and any of those other ones that are Oh yeah. You know, I'm going to make you a sales star rock star. And I'm like, are you suddenly getting the ability to play really great music? No. Okay. Then um, why would I want to be a sales rock star? Like it doesn't even make sense. And you know, one other phrase I think to, to kind of round out this whole thing. Um, you know, there's two, but they, they relate to each other as you know, deals expiring forever, which fine. If it is literally the last time you are ever offering it, if you are even including it in like a vault, it's not expiring forever. It will be available again in the future. Now, it may not be available by itself, but I have seen literally the exact same product hit my inbox like three times throughout the year. Deal expiring forever. Never be available again. And I'm like, that was three months ago. It was this exact same thing. Clearly, it wasn't expiring forever. I think we talked about this on a past episode. Um, there was a store when I first moved to to the town that I'm in right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a store that was sitting on, it is, you know, a physical location that said going out of business, everything 40% off, 60% off, 70%. Like they went through it. 
I've now been in this town for just over a year. That store is still there. They're still going out of business. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not still going out of business. Oh my. They're, they're not still going out of business. But that's, I, I absolutely 100% remember that it was going out of business. Cause I, you know, I'm looking, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, it's a furnishing store. Maybe I should go in and see what kind of deals they have a year later after they were quote unquote going out of business, they are still there. Wow. And I'm like, so you, I mean, oh, uh, oh, uh, that, I mean, that's just really, it's really deceptive marketing. There are many, many, many really good ways to use scarcity for something that is you know, maybe it's only available for 30 days, but that is not expiring forever, never available again. Right. right? So you just, know, I, I've heard people get around that by saying something like, we don't know when we're going to offer this again, which is fine. And, and when we do, the price will be higher. That's fine too. But telling me the deal is expiring forever, you're never going to be able to get this again. And it's like, but I'm going to, and I know I'm going to, because I've been on your list for a year and I know you've offered this never going to be available again, at least once before. So I don't believe you anymore. And it's a great way to ruin your reputation online to get people to stop opening your emails and to kind of downplay, you know, take all that time and effort you spent into investing in building your authority and your social proof with your audience. And then being like, meh, I want some fast cash. So I'm just going to I'm just going to throw all of that away, basically. Um, and then there's there's one other phrase that I see all the time, and it drives me bonkers because I read it, and I'll go and read the article because I'm like, oh, that sounds intriguing. I like to know. And it's just everything you've heard before. And it's, you know, the thing no one's talking about. <laughs> and you read this and you're like, but everyone's talking about that. You know, especially you'll see it in health, you know. Uh, the, but the they're one, not talking about it their way. Right. You know, uh, the thing no one's talking about and it's, you know, not eating carbs or something. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> literally everyone is talking about not eating carbs. Okay. You can say oh, that there's I'm new right for the health industry and that does hurt my heart. It really does. Not that you not, come on. Not, thing not, that, no you, one not, that, not that you found it. I, I don't say that, but you're right. It does. Oh, here's, you know, the, the four secrets to losing weight exactly the same as everybody else is saying. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, you know, if you're going to say it's a myth, myth busting is one thing. But if you're going to tell me it's something no one else is talking about, and I can go to any reputable news outlet and find five more articles that are related to your, or, you know, it's, it's the thing no one's talking about. And then at the bottom, you know, they have articles you may like, and they're from like five years ago, and it's the exact same topic. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. Don't tell me that. <laughs> All right. So before I get Kimberly totally wild up and continuing <laughs> on, we've been talking about all of the different phrases that, that kind of grate us the wrong way as we use our words in a marketing. So if, if you happen to notice that some of these make their way into your marketing, all we ask is take a step back and go, what is a better way, more creative, more unique to you way? of saying something that has been just really overused in the last couple of years. And some of these will, they'll continue to go and it just, it's not as effective as it used to be. So get yourself something. I mean, open up a thesaurus and try and say it in a different way and, and, and learn to learn to be creative in how you say things. So any parting thoughts, Kimberly? My parting thought is also, you know, when you're using these phrases, um, it's a really great place for you to add 
more value. So if you find one of these phrases, uh, think of a way that you can add a benefit to what that phrase implies and then replace it with that. Uh, because, you know, if you're talking about blowing up your business or talking about moving your business from six to seven figures, you can also be talking about how you can grow your business so that you have to spend less time in your business, but still make a good living. Okay. That's another way of phrasing it uh, that is implying a benefit and implying a reason why people would want to continue reading. And if you'd like to learn the secret... To be to being on our podcast, hit us up on uh, chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guest. <laughs>